Hey folks, welcome back to the Deck of Many Friends podcast. This is Sully, your DM, and last time on the Deck of Many Friends, my friends are all laughing at me. (laughs) (laughs) No, not you. (laughs) Jill sends me this gif. I'm watching her iPad, and it's this pizza in a bra. (laughs) Pepperoni boobs. What Why? I can't unsee that. Oh, no. Cursed <laughs> image. Okay, let's, let's try to pull it. Up. Folks, welcome back to the Deck of Many Friends podcast. This is Sully, your DM, and last time on the Deck of Many Friends, the Godbearers were wrapped in darkness, except for Koshu, who had been teleported back into the forest where his brother and he were tasked to kill a little girl. They engage in battle while the Godbearers try and find their way out of a burning tavern. The gods seem to take over the battle between the twin assassins and Tursus dominates, unmasking Kumo and severing his bond with Ildra, where he asks Koshu to end it. As the bond is severed with Ildra and and Kumo, the three godbearers in the tavern dispel the darkness only to find themselves in the burning briny barrel. Through an attempt to escape, they make their way out of the chimney, but unfortunately Raval drops the satchel holding the idol of Nerium back down into the tavern. And Kumo is consumed by the plague of Tursus as Tursus takes hold of Koshu completely. And that's where we left off. Let's tell the story. Hey, all you many friends out there. Soundlord here. And first, I want to thank you for all the love and support you've sent our way. It just means so much to us. We really enjoy telling the story and unlocking the mysteries behind the gods of Highfair. If you enjoy this story and want to support us, the best thing you can do is visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash deckofmanyfriends. There you can see all the tiers and rewards we offer, and you can even potentially be a part of the cast and help us tell this story. Alright guys, let's get back to that sweet, sexy, sultry tone of your favorite DM. Koshu, you feel as your jaw dislocates and the plague of flies and dust and disease rip through your throat and out to encompass your brother completely on the ground. And you hear his terrified screams and the giggles fade away. And you hear no more of Ildra's voice. And then you feel your jaw reattach. And the teeth 
pull forth from your hand that you were trying to lift the mask up on and the gaping maw of the jackal closes and you hear one last thing from the emissary never again defy me and then there you are in the burning brining barrel your brother laying on the ground eaten away by a plague as he gasps for breath looking up at you an arm extended looking for one last moment of comfort from the only person he's ever cared about Koshu I can't see you anymore are you still there and he stands over him for like 10 seconds as this whole building burns all around him just looking down at him and he's just waffling between hope like once again maybe this time his brother saw the light you know like maybe but just haven't been tricked so many times before and manipulated by him and uh he he gives the mask like a like a test pull to see if it can like come loose it loosens Koshu are you there you brought this down on your own head brother too weak to see the end and he tightens the mask and walks out where are you walking out through the fire um, I mean, he certainly tries to walk through the fire. <clears throat> he's not all that concerned anymore. He's got like a fucking god riding on his head. So he's he's just feeling kind of like drunk with power, I guess. He's also kind of like, all right, fine. If you're going to just take control of me, <laughs> what are you going to do with me half burned to a crisp? <laughs> it's a bit of like a rebellion plus wanting to just limit test this this situation so you attempt to walk through the flames yeah oh man he's picking up somebody he dies <laughs> as you walk away from your brother and into the wall of flame you reach your skeleton hand through the flame and feel nothing and then heat and then the few little senses of smell that remain you smell burning flesh and your hand retracts and you feel the mask tighten not done.
left standing in front of the wall flame. And it's just like slowly becoming reality that he's not dead. He can't die. He can't even kill himself. And this could be forever. If you want to resist the... In, in fact, yeah, go ahead and roll me a strength check if you want to resist the, the pullback. Okay. Uh, go ahead. This is an extremely high DC, but... 20? You push against the pull, and you feel your arm come to a standstill. And you feel it shaking as the two forces of the remaining muscle in your arm and this arcane push colliding and fighting against each other and then your arm falls unable to stop yourself from entering the wall (laughs) looks like both of us die today brother And then he starts kind of looking around for a way out. Koshu. Only one of us has to go today. I can't see you. Come here. And he'll uh, kneel down next to him. Are you there? Yes. Bits of her remain. It's how I've kept up with you this whole time. Bring the idol back. Restore what balance is left to restore. They're waiting for you outside. And he lifts his hand to grab at something on his pouch. And he fumbles around a bit and winces as his fingers touch the, the rough leather of his his suit. It's here. Can you get it? And he'll reach in and grab it. Out of the pouch he indicates, you see a shard of black glass that it's jagged and sharp to one point and almost looks like a small black lightning bolt and as you touch it with the flesh of your hand you feel almost nothing but it nicks and the coagulated blood starts to leak from your finger and you reach in with your skeletal hand and grab it and retrieve it. This 
will get you beyond. And underneath, I am truly sorry for that. I should have trusted you. And never her. So I think how she leans down and... What am I supposed to do with this? With it. You can cut through anything. Including time and space. How do you think I stayed so close behind? I'm sure the wizard will know. Don't leave me here like this. I've given you a way out. Now give me mine. Give me the poison, Koshu. I can't leave her anything else to corrupt against you. You would take your own poisons. I can't leave anything behind, brother. She'll use it to stop you. She'll use it to win. And you can't let that happen. The poison brother. Now. And he reaches into the pouch he knows so well. Takes it out for him. A single vial is left of the flesh that or the poison that rotted the flesh of your skin. The poison that saved you from the dragon. And he, uh... And the last bit of this necrotic poison. He'll, um... Twirl it in between his fingers so that the... Point is down. Catch it. Reach out with his semi-good hand. Grip him by the shoulder. Should it have been different, brother? Maybe in another time it will be. And he looks up at the burning roof and the walls and without looking he just plunges it down into his heart while he closes his eyes. And you deals hear, with the reality of it. <laughs> you hear the point puncture through the leather and you feel the poison pulse beneath your hand as it glugs through the needle and into your brother's system and you hear the last breath bubble to escape his mouth Goodbye, Koshu. And you feel 
beneath your hand as the body underneath it starts to disintegrate and eat away until you're holding an empty vial and nothing remains of Kumo. And you stand in a burning building. Go ahead and roll me perception. Okay. 17. As you look around, your senses awakened. You see the chimney off to the left, and in it sits a satchel. Very familiar satchel. (laughs) What do you do? Uh, Yeah, he definitely runs over to that satchel and just opens the drawstrings to look in it. He doesn't touch anything in there. Inside the satchel, you see the idol of Nerium. It has grown since even the last time that you set eyes on it. And uh, it quickly ties it shut and then attaches it to his belt and looks up into this chimney. Above you, you see Garble standing on the edge of the chimney, kind of like dancing around, freaking out uh, (laughs) because everything around him is on fire. Yeah. He doesn't see you. He doesn't look down at you or anything like that. He's focused on something else outside. Okay. So he's done this a lot and he kind of knows how to scale these unscalable walls. And so he starts with pulling a second dagger out and he slams one dagger in and find it kind of tries to find a, a grip. And then he takes that, that glass that he was handed and slams it into the chimney to try and start climbing up. So as you, the first dagger goes in and buries itself a few inches deep um, and you, you find some stability in it in its grip and as soon as you stab the, the shard of glass into the brick and pull the brick starts to melt through and <laughs> you are it just tears through the brick. What am I seeing? A slice in the brick. Okay. He keeps slicing. Are you going to try and like cut a hole big enough for a koshu? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. He's sort of like That'll un- do starts it. <laughs> unzippering this brick. <laughs> um, as you start to carve uh, a, a U-shaped um Lying into the into the brick, you push and it shifts and shifts and falls into another building uh, that seems to be a flame as well. <laughs> Out of one fire into the next. <laughs> uh, cut yourself a ladder. Yeah. I mean, that's metagaming as fuck oh, well, yeah. he'll, he'll look up to confirm that there's like at least sky above him 
Yeah, right. you can see okay. you can see the sky and Garble up there. So then he looks down at this crazy glass like <laughs> door cutter, and then <laughs> um, puts it in its own pouch, and then starts just trying to it slices through and falls to the floor. Yeah, what? Okay. It uh, slices through the pouch and does it? falls flat onto the, the the bottom of the hearth. What special pouch did Kumo have? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, so, question: If he dropped it like straight down, would it just like keep going? <laughs> yep. Um, okay, he'll pick it back up and just hold on to it then. And I mean, uh, yeah, I think he'll just try and stop being so cool and just look up and be like, "Garble, get me out of here!" And Garble looks around for where the voice is coming from. <laughs> Cursor? In the fire, down here. Cursor's back! Cursor's back! Miss Blitzel! Miss Blitzel! Cursor's back! She's gonna look over. She, you look over the edge and you see Koshu standing there with the, the satchel in his hand. Can you, you climb? Uh, you drop something. I didn't drop anything, but can you climb? <laughs> makes Rindelag makes Mr. Revolfly? Uh, that didn't work out so well last time. Oh. Want Garbo's help? I want anybody's help that can get me out of this. Oh. I have one hand free. Want Garbo's help? Garbo can do he. What can you do, Garble? That sounds like the right one. Don't tell Mr. Snap. And you appear. What? Standing next to. Garble, where was that? Like five minutes ago. No one asked Garble for help. <laughs> Sometimes you take initiative. <sighs> Garble gets in big trouble when he takes initiative. Not with us, you won't. Oh. Good now, good now. Yes. Where's <laughs> uh, Spiderface? Kumo is dead. Okay. Ah, uh, that's one way to look at it. Why don't we get off this burning building and I'll explain it? Okay, no time is for Teddy. Okay, no, no, no time, Teddy. No, no, no snappies for Teddy. Our secret. Great, 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 great. He's just like, I can only deal with one massive, heartbroken animal at once. <laughs> and he's one of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he'll make his way off that roof, ideally without taking a ton of damage. <laughs> Go ahead and roll me acrobatics. <laughs> Garble, do you have any tricks to get us down from this roof? Jumps? 11. That's good enough. Uh, you're you're able to kind of slide your way down and catch yourself at the the. The Catch the kind of edge and drop down. Acrobatics for me too. Yeah, if you want to slide down. 
13. That's good enough. Um, you follow Koshu's lead and, and slide down and grab the edge. And it's a little bit harder for you to touch bottom as soon as you, you do, but you, you drop down and catch yourself like a true no ninja. And, <laughs> uh, Zombie Garble. ninja. Huh? Zombie ninja. <laughs> well, Oh, that's me. No. Oh, oh I, thought, yeah. I thought we were <laughs> doing no, bits. She's, she's no a no ninja. ninja. <laughs> Not a zombie yet. Not yet. And then you see Garble take a few steps, and then he slowly floats down. What the fuck? What is up with Garble? He's been hiding. He's been holding back on us. Correct. Could have asked. I did ask. <laughs> no, I'll just what do you tell us, you fucking dual class, you idiot? <laughs> Garble jumped. Garble not fall herself. Garble does what Garble says Garble does. <laughs> we'll deal with this later. Okay. Uh, Teldris and. Revol, uh, although you're you're kind of in a heap at the bottom on the floor. Yep. Um, Teldris, you've run over to to, to kind of uh, gather up the Revol on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you guys do? Uh, you've all kind of, <laughs> I mean, you all landed pretty much right next to where Revol was laying on the the street. Yes. Well, that's done. What's next? <laughs> Garble, you got any tricks up your sleeve to uh, help our friend? Tricks? What? What tricks? She just puts her hands up like, can you wait for him to answer? <laughs> Garble has no tools to fix robots. No, no charges. No, no fixes. Not machines can't fix us. Tello just narrows his eyes, staring at uh, Garble. Okay, I'm gonna. It's because Garble like, knows cure something wo- weird. They know each other. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do cure wounds. Okay. At a second level. Awesome. Cool. I'm down. Ooh, twelve. That's twelve health back. You ain't. Damn. You ain't dead. <laughs> You're very not dead. <laughs> Oh wait, plus three, fifteen. So the the whole neighborhood is on fire all around us. Mm-hmm. I say we book it like we usually do. But yeah. where are we going? Where Destroy we... and leave. So Revolve's gonna sit up and like like you're standing up after being sore, you know, where <laughs> yeah. it's like it's very slow, like kind of arcs his back a little bit. Milking it? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Sorry for throwing you out of the burning building. <laughs> I didn't uh, bitch about it. And then he'll uh, look at Telegis. Where do we go now? Um, well, yes. That tends to vary. Um, right now, I would say away from here. He's going to look at Koshi. What, what happened? I'll fill you in on the way. So what do we 
So we see like our half, this half of the street where the tavern was on fire. It's on fire, and it has jumped across the street as well. At this point, there the the town and most of the district that you guys are in right now seems to be ablaze. So Raval, uh, so Raval's going to look at Koshu, who I'm assuming is still holding the satchel, and walk over to him. And grab it. Um, are you okay? That satchel is all that matters now. He's going to look up at Koshu for a second, look at his bony hand, and then look down at the idol. And then he's going to fling the satchel over his shoulder. And then head towards the mountains. Start walking that way. Bitsy's going to call after him. You sure you can handle carrying that? <laughs> yes. About Just as much as I can handle throwing you. Noted. My God. Yes. So if you're looking at a map of High Fair, you, you know that uh, Hedrick's Point is at the end of a peninsula and you have to head northeast of uh, the the port town to get to the mountain where Heretic's Respite is. Uh, So if you start heading in that direction, you're going to go through the burning town. Um, But that's up to you. I mean, I assume we're just going to try and take the safest path there. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Revol just essentially started walking north. I think um, I think as Revol's starts walking off um koshu will fall in step with um with teledris and hold out his bony hand with his piece of glass in his hand and say does this mean something to you oh my god be careful with that don't just point that anywhere (laughs) can revolve hear this yeah i mean Teledris is not trying to, to yeah. restrain himself. As we're all, wa- are we all walk- walking? Yeah, everybody okay. assumes he's walking. You've seen what it can do by this time, I imagine. Uh, yes. Well, we need to find a proper container. I don't suppose you have any. Not that I'm aware of. You didn't take the bag along with it, did you? You just took the glass without another thought. The building was on fire. Yes, well, we all managed to get out and everything's fine. <laughs> you couldn't take another half a second to Pick grab a the up. proper receptacle. Well, just be careful with it. And <laughs> he, like, twirls it between his bony <laughs> fingers. <laughs> <laughs> just like it's a dagger. <laughs> He's just spinning it around. Make a dexterity check. Sign a check. God, that one. Yeah, slide hand, <laughs> slide hand that. Seriously, really? Yeah, oh, slide hand that. I'm sorry. Oh, What's wrong? With I was you? kidding. I was, I was going to just say Dex, and then I was like, slide hand makes sense. Does a 13 do anything for me? Loses your hand. I mean, he's skilled in doing this. You know? <laughs> yeah, You're, you do. You do uh, twirl daggers often. Um, you're able to maneuver it through your fingers without ever uh, touching one of the sharp ends to uh. your. To the fingers. Uh, so there is a you side to this. Like uh, there's a, a safe place to hold and a oh, yeah, really yeah, bad yeah, place. Yeah. There's, to there's hold. blunt ends and, and okay. sharp ends. 
the the quote unquote hilt mm-hmm. um, is wrapped in no no it's actually not wrapped sorry uh, is is somewhat blunted but mm-hmm. if you squeezed hard enough it would cut mm-hmm. so you twirl the dagger in your hand <laughs> yes well, that. now you the container yes well we don't have one so you would have to find a source of material not from this plane for it not to cut through oh that's all do you have any of that handy Uh, and you didn't think did you (laughs) of the two of us Teladris who do you think has a container like that oh I didn't think about that and he starts (laughs) to dig in his pockets yeah uh, and <laughs> <laughs> you what has he got in its pockets <laughs> you rummage around in, in, in your bag and uh, then you realize the bag itself is not of this plane you and anything you're wearing or anything that you're doing or have control of is not of this plane just by virtue of of being from a different timeline right got it <laughs> wow oh well um yes of course um let's see um so he'll um just grab like a random piece of cloth or mm-hmm. something spare that he's got um in his uh in his bag and uh hold out his hand to uh, Koshu to for the the dagger. He'll give it to you. And he'll wrap it up in the in the piece of cloth um, and and say, can I trust you with this? I don't think I can answer that, honestly. Well, fine. And he sticks it in his own bag. Okay. One shard of planar glass moves from inventory of Koshu to inventory <laughs> of Teladrin. Okay. Um, and you start walking through the burning city. And you are unhindered the entire walk out. You walk out of the front gate of Hedrick's Point, which is mostly just a few crates stacked around each other. Um and you see the planes ahead and then north of you Koshu you see the forest where all of this happened oh like the forest the forest <laughs> oh man <laughs> and to the east across a, a, a small bay uh, is the mountain where Heretic Respite lies what do you guys see? full circle then back to where it began for me at least is Kumo dead? yes dead or almost dead? dead good I'm glad you did that this time sometimes you don't clean up after yourself and it's quite messy later on he's like <laughs> shaking trying to keep from killing him yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have a way with words Teladris 
well, I just don't like to waste time. So sorry my brother's death bores you? Oh, I'm not bored. I'm, I'm having a fairly good time, actually. This then is going swimmingly. by all means, enjoy yourself. Thank you. And he, like, just slows down just, just enough to fall behind Teladris. <laughs> Garble is kind of skipping along uh, alongside you, Koshu, and he, he just he's just looking up at you. Just kind of almost longingly. Uh, as you take long strides, he has to take one or two and does, <laughs> does a little skip step. Uh, but he doesn't say anything. He's just got like a few of his little crooked teeth kind of sticking out b- beneath his lips. And he uh, he opens his mouth to say something and then closes it. And skips out in front of you. It stops. Mr. Carcer. And then, like, snapped out of his thoughts, he, like, looks down at Garble. Did Spider-Faced Miracle tell you what to remember it? Yes. He told me to get the idol. To home. Yes, yes. And what else? He looks back and makes sure Teladris is still walking. Ah, uh, he gave me the planar glass. Explained how it's used. Mm. To tell you what's it do. Slice through fabric of space and time. Hmm. Yes. And who's waiting for yous? Not going right direction, Mr. Kirchner. Not going right direction. What do you mean, not going the right direction? This is always supposed to go back to its home. Yes. This is not its home? Yes. Doors. Bad, Mr. Kosher. No use doors. Use gates. Okay. Ah, uh, I'm no good at riddles. Riddles? The doors bad. Okay. Yes. And he skips back and then grabs a hold of Bitsy's belt and just kind of rides along. <laughs> what? I don't know. Did I hear any of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think the three of you heard it. Tell Teladris is kind of walking ahead. Um, Gobble, what direction should we be going? Inside. Inside what? Is it a key, Gobble? Uh, key, what key? What is key? Inside where? Inside mountain, underneath, inside world. Go inside. Are there mountains around us? Through? Go through. <laughs> Do we see any mountains? Yeah, I mean, you see the mountains. She's going to point one direction. That mountain? Mm, no. The other direction? That mountain? Mm, no. Okay, you tell me... 
where <laughs> we need to go. Circuit. What was that? Circuit. And what then Koshu date? points at you know the looming gate, like way out in the distance of wherever they're trying to get to. No. Mm, no. Okay, Garble, you're starting to frustrate me a little bit. That's the gate to where we were supposed to bring this. Is it a gate to another plane? Don't tell Mr. Teddy. Come and do it. Come and not supposed to. She's going to pat him on the head like it's okay. Um... Make noises. Make him not know. Make who not know? Make Mr. Telly not know. Are you Mr. Telly? Oh. (laughs) She's just going to start. um, I don't know. How do we make noises? I think think Koshi will, like, trip, air quotes, and fall into uh, Teledress. Oh, 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 Mr. Telly, it's okay, it's okay. And, it, and Garble <laughs> runs up and snatches the pouch from uh, Teladris's belt. Um, does he need to make a sleight of hand check? Yeah, I can. But, uh, but with advantage, because you just got knocked prone. <laughs> God, this advantage thing. Uh, roll me a perception check versus that. Okay. Just so everybody can see. I can't, can't read see that. it. Uh, perception. Just say it. It's an 18. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, raw. I didn't even add Garvel's sleight of hand. It's raw. <laughs> 11. <laughs> you don't notice as Garvel starts to climb over you and. and kind of smother you and just make sure that you it <laughs> he really really feels like he's, he's trying to, to to take care of you and, oh, and check oh, it. stinky goblin get off oh. okay. and he, he scurries back off to to bitsy and uh hands her the little pouch with the the, the glass in it makes that I'm going to need to to be a little bit more descriptive. (laughs) Glass cuts everything. Glass cuts world. Glass cuts stone. Glass cuts air. Glass cuts everything. Okay. She's going to put her hand in the bag. But while she's doing it, she's looking at both Raval and Koshu yeah. to see if they're like, Koshu okay. immediately goes, no, <laughs> stop. He says this is the way we're supposed to go. That's fine. Don't touch that. Have, have they all stopped? Yeah, they've all stopped. And you, I mean, you're kind of on the ground. Oh, am I still? Yeah. If you if you looked and got up and looked and see what it, he just has the, the dagger at this point. <laughs> what? Wait. What are you planning to... Oh. Yes, I suppose... I suppose you could. (laughs) Well, we've... We've never tried that before. Never been this far. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Tony doesn't know. (laughs) Well, we always... When we do get this far, we go through the, the main gate... Wrong gate, Mr. Tunnel. Wrong gate. 
if that's the... Yes, well, it's certainly worth a try, isn't it? He reaches out and hands the dagger back to Teladris. Okay. Um, Teladris is going to unwrap the dagger. Um, very carefully. And, and come to think of it, not that it would actually cut him. <laughs> but uh, he's going to stand where he is uh, reach out with the dagger and make a cutting motion um, in the shape of a door and the view in front of you falls forward and inside this slice of space you see darkness and a few glowing crystals in a pathway and in the distance an ebony skinned elf standing guard that's where we end today's episode (laughs) (laughs) nice we fucking did it (laughs) 